0: Hi, my name is Chris Candy, and this is the Never Not Run podcast. Or no. <laughs> or do the NNR. Shirt. This is the Never Not Run podcast. I'm your host, Chris Candy.
1: And I'm Mark Nieto. Okay. All right. Episode 12. We are back. It's episode Never 12 not run already? Pod. Wow. Yeah, thank you for everybody that came out last week to the joggy run. Thank you to Ty for for co-hosting that with us and for hooking everybody up with some nice CBD goods. Uh, it was cool to like be out in public and and meet people through running. So um
0: yeah. and
1: it was a perfect day for it too. Like really beautiful evening out in Griffith Park
0: yeah i was talking to ty about it uh last week and she seems to want to do more of those so um you know in, incorporated into our yearly race schedule it seems like we're going to be doing some more n and joggy uh run club meetups over the summer so uh, look for look for that information on the insta um and and uh if you ordered a hat from us in the
1: last couple of days they're on their way <laughs> sorry for the delay <laughs> Yeah, and there's going to be some new stuff coming out soon, right? I yeah, think you mentioned yeah. mentioned this before, but
0: yeah, we got some shirts coming out, some uh, some tech gear coming out for people to run in. So we're excited to get that out in the world. And um, yeah, again, thank you to everyone who's kind of been getting into the pod and also just you know interacting on the on the Instagram page. Like Mark and I really kind of started this as a total labor of love for running, and and uh, it's just such a cool uh thing to see grow even you know it's just really really nice so thank you
1: well today chris and i uh, if you haven't seen from instagram uh, chris and i did the vacation races half marathon so today we're going to be recapping that sharing some stories from the race and also from after the race um and mainly just kind of we're gonna
0: be talking about the great outdoors <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: the amazing time we had up in yosemite so Um, Yeah, again, thank you for everybody that's been listening. Um, Anything you want to add, Chris, before we get into the episode?
0: Just sit back, uh, crack open your favorite gel, and uh, turn up the volume, because this is episode 12 of the Never Not Run Pod. My legs are dead. (laughs) (laughs) They're so... (laughs) tasty they're so toasted uh welcome back to the never not run podcast i'm chris candy and i'm mark nieto and uh we are uh, we're not interviewing anyone today we're just here kind of we're wrapping out a little bit um we've got a little bit of audio to play but this is really just uh gonna be our um race day recap from the yosemite half marathon that we ran last weekend
1: yeah it was a really a great weekend for the both of us, uh, and our girlfriends spent the weekend up near Yosemite. Took Chris uh, and his girlfriend into Yosemite for the very first time, dude. I, that's a whole other thing, yeah. Yeah, it was. I'm always that Yosemite is one of my favorite places in the world, so it's really nice whenever I get to share that with people and especially people that haven't been before. So, uh, what did you guys think of it,
0: dude? It was incredible, man. I mean, we had like You know, a really pretty easy drive up. It's about four and a half hours uh, to five hours uh, outside of Los Angeles to get up into the Yosemite area. And um, when you get into the kind of vicinity, uh, it was about another hour to get into the park. Um, But we just, you know, Ryan and I had both never been there, so we were both kind of taken aback by just how unbelievably gorgeous Yosemite is. The... um, race, uh, which is the vacation races, Yosemite half marathon is not really in Yosemite park. Would it be fair to say right. that Mark?
1: Yeah. Right. It's technically in, I think the Sierra national forest. So, <laughs> and I think that's common throughout the vacation races, right? They, right? they bill them as being these national park races, whether it's Zion or, um, Glacier national park, but really you are, you're right. technically right outside the park. Cause I don't think the United States government is letting anybody (laughs) do like any, like private companies run events or host events inside the national parks.
0: Right. This company, um, does a lot of big races. Like Mark said, they, they do Zion. It seems like they do a couple, ultras. I kind of came to know them because they did the Joshua Tree half marathon, which mm-hmm. also doesn't take place in Joshua Tree National Park. It takes place in uh, 29 Palms. Um, but they still do a really good job, I think. you know They, they really uh, seem to have all their bases covered. I think this is a great race um, for people who are looking to maybe do their first half marathon uh, or their first race, if they don't want to do like a major city race. Um, the price isn't that expensive. I think it was like maybe around a little over a hundred dollars, but I I would say it's worth it. You know, they definitely kind of
1: take care of you all the way from the beginning to the end. I I think it's good for people that are kind of dabbling in trail running too, because it's a lot of it is on fire roads, but there's a few sections where it kind of gets into, um, I guess kind of impacted or dirt. So, little bit of rubble, a little bit of rocks, but for the most part, it's, it's a pretty easy downhill course. So I think it's, yeah, it's definitely manageable for people of all kind of skill levels.
0: Right. Yeah. I, um, I think the exact same thing. It was, um, for me, I, you know, I've run trails for sure, but you know, I wouldn't consider myself like a big time trail runner. Um, and I, you know, I, I was kind of running into this off of my like current fitness level and, uh, was able to complete it. Um, still the challenge, um, they kind of bill this one as like an all, uh, downhill run. You do have about 560 feet of climb, which isn't that bad at all. Um, it's just, it isn't, you know, to someone listening to this, who's never, you know, done this race or is considering doing it. It's not just straight downhill. There is definitely some flat and some uphill. Um, but more or less you get some really beautiful downhills that you can just kind of like unload. Um, they really should call this race the Bass Lake, uh, half because you end up finishing at Bass Lake. And I just feel like that that's like the best way to bill it because yeah, you're nowhere near Yosemite. It kind of gets the essence of Yosemite. But, um, like Mark said, you, you probably couldn't get a
1: organized race going on inside of there. And Bass Lake on its own is beautiful. I mean, there's the Bass Lake Triathlon. It's a really beautiful place to visit. There's a resort there. Um, Yeah, I I mean, I guess vacation races has their business model down. But yeah, I mean, I I don't think that billing it as a Bass Lake race would discourage people from wanting to, to jump in and partake in the race so let's see here how do we want to do
0: this episode i think maybe the best way to do it is we have a little bit of audio we can play right now um that is from us kind of starting and they they pick you up uh at the in these like giant you know mobile touring uh you know uh, buses and they kind of shuttle you to the top of this big mountain so you want to play this clip
1: yeah let's hear it
0: okay we're on the bus going to the starting point of the
1: uh yosemite half here with uh, while we're here. Yeah, I'm uh, trying to power down this cola-flavored goo. I'm, like, I'm trying to time it 45 minutes before the race, but I'm, I'm nearing the end of this. I bought a whole box of them, so I'm nearing the end. So as you can imagine, I'm pretty sick of cola-flavored goo. I have a cola-flavored goo left over
0: from the Death Valley race that you gave me, and I was so disgusted by the flavor that I haven't had it. But it is an emergency flavor goo if I need it. What was that guy? Remember um, the LA Marathon guy? This is a is four. All right, we're uh, broadcasting live from the bus on the way to uh, the top of our Yosemite half. Never not run pod. What were you feeling when we were kind of like heading up there? You know, were you um, excited? I mean, what was your kind of race day plan mark what were you what were you planning on accomplishing i know you got some big runs coming up pretty soon um but how did this factor into all of that
1: well i think that compared to other races i've done um you know i mean we have this running podcast obviously but i I still feel relatively inexperienced when it comes to racing and this was one of the first races where i really felt like i wanted i had some goals that i had set out and in the past, my, I'd always just said the main goal was always just to finish. Right. So right, right. even, you know, from doing the first LA marathon or, or doing death Valley, number one goal is always to finish. And so I think with this one, I felt really confident going into it. And so I, I set out some goals, some, I, you know, I tried to keep myself to a certain pace and I was just feeling really good and, and, and confident going into it. So going up, uh going up in the buses i mean again it, it reminded me a lot of the the death valley marathon where uh, you're uh-huh. in these giant um what did you call them like what did you say they were, the buses reminded you of
0: well they reminded me of like when i was in high school we had some pretty like we were a pretty badass marching band <laughs> and so they got us these like pretty fancy <laughs> like tour coaches they're like a greyhound bus they pick you up in a really nice greyhound um, you know, and, and it, it's funny because like for me, you know, I, I haven't been on one of those in a long time. And uh, all of a sudden you're like, you know, in this like bus with like a bunch of runners going up uh, top of the mountain. And man, I like I have to say and Mark can attest like how uncomfortable I was because, you know, Post-COVID, COVID's still cracking, people coughing. <laughs> you know, I didn't have my mask on. I'm like, oh, man, like, and, you know, it, it, let me just say, like, word warning. If you have any kind of cough or anything, you don't want to, like, talk to people about it or people give you, like, a weird look, just just wear a freaking mask. You know what I mean? If you're going to just be up there coughing, just just for the peace of mind of all the people on the bus or in the enclosed area, that's just my my PSA. My, uh, word of wisdom. I don't know. Maybe I'm a wimp. Maybe uh, yeah, I'm melting here, but you know what I'm talking about? It was definitely <laughs> making my pregame, uh, a little more uh, nervous, uh, and, you know, got me thinking about something I shouldn't have been thinking about for the rest of the race.
1: Yeah. I guess if you're trying to focus and get yourself mentally prepared, it's not the best feeling to yeah, feel like somebody's coughing over your shoulder or something like that. I, I think that, uh, you know, I did bring my mask on, so I'm still. I've been trying to be conscious of that. But yeah, we, you know, just kind of just like Death Valley, we took this bus, and it felt like it just kept going and going and going yeah. up the mountain. Uh, and it was, it, we started. I think the town of Oakhurst where we got picked up is a, is a, right around 3,000 feet, and so the starting line was actually at 5,000. So. Uh, we were on this bus for a while going through these um it was beautiful I guess though. fire roads yeah I mean just beautiful like dry I mean it was really bizarre at certain points to be in such a big vehicle going up traversing some of these really scary <laughs> yeah, like it mountain was kinda, roads. That was,
0: that was a little sketch like the back
1: tire would kind of skid out a little bit and <laughs> oh yeah I mean i I don't know how they were managing the traffic for that because there was I don't think we saw any buses coming down but when we got to the top there was a, a I mean I think 3000 people signed up for this race so it, yeah. you know the the kind of logistics of getting that All many those people, people up, up to the up top of this mountain yeah and and they really drop you off in the middle of nowhere i mean they put some porta potties there and Dude, they had they some had, coolers they had, of, they had of like, hot chocolate
0: yeah the hot chocolate and the hot coffee Uh, and yeah, they had stuff ready. I was kind of like compared to, uh, you know, Envira sports where he just had like a couple, you know, things of a trail mix and a few Cheez-Its and a a red vine here and there. This was like, uh, maybe I would say like holiday in complimentary buffet status, uh, hospitality for a race.
1: Yeah. As opposed to like gas station. (laughs) refreshments but yeah they had this actually had free a, samples from C- honey stinger yeah honey stinger sponsored so that you know they had some of the the honey stinger nutrition there were some electrolyte drinks and and also of course water i think it was gnarly uh, energy yeah. drink i remember
0: seeing that plastered like everywhere gnarly g-n-a-r-l-y <laughs> um yeah but that's again to my point like if you're new to it or, or you're wanting to do like a fun race this is definitely one to do it's 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 all taken care of it's worth your your price of entry for sure um and uh you know you you get to the top of this this place and and they just got like you know the, the the jam box going they're playing like some remix of uh you know uh, the Rocky theme song under like a techno beat or something like that.
1: <laughs> you know well, that that was something we talked about on the trip at one point too is that you and I we really need to start billing ourselves as the race DJs. Yes. Like who out there is a race organizer that can get us, I don't know, a DJ gig at the at the finish line Dude, maybe or maybe even at the starting line.
0: We would be so good if you like hire NNR as your you know uh you know djs and your mcs for your race we will do so good you know mark and i are both uh trained uh college radio djs we've both got more than (laughs) easily more than like you know 50 weddings under our belts uh together collectively uh you know we know how to keep a party going and um i'll tell you one thing you're not going to be hearing like Uh, a a Rocky remix at the beginning of the race. I'll tell you that. All right. We're going to have final countdown. We're going to have some, some big bangers, some Van Halen, you know, uh, Drake, just hold on. We're going home. (laughs) We're going to get you moving and grooving.
1: I don't think I've downloaded a new song in 10 years. So, you know, that's, that's where my music (laughs) DJ catalog cuts off at. So yeah, if you want some bangers from like 2009, then, we got you covered. We got you covered.
0: So we were up there and um, yeah, then we like, you know, we start the race more or less. Um, and it that actually, I really appreciated from like a psychological standpoint. You know, you can kind of get like a little like psych yourself out when you're about to start a race with a bunch of people. There's always this like unnecessary anxiety that can kind of come over you at the beginning of a marathon or the beginning of a race. And it was kind of fun just getting to the top of this one and the gate was there and they were just like, it was kind of like a water slide
1: almost. They were like,
0: all right, go ahead. You know, (laughs) they were just kind of sending you down whenever you wanted to
1: leave. Yeah, it was very unceremonial in a way, but in a way that I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, where you just kind of go. I mean, everybody was, there was no, aside from the music, there wasn't any big kind of hoopla. It was, you know, it was a chip timed event. So it really just you know your timer started as soon as you crossed the starting line so yeah we hung out there for a little bit did some some warm up some stretching and then and then it was just kind of like all right I'll see you at the bottom of the mountain <laughs> exactly and i had a great time you know i can speak to my race um
0: you know it was 13.1 miles majority of it was all downhill um i didn't train really at all for this i'd kind of been logging in very low mileage weeks as of late. I've basically been doing strength training and a lot of like leg days. Um, so on average I've been getting about nine to 12 miles a week, which is really low for me. Um, so I was a bit nervous to just go out and do a 13. Um, but you know, again, no problem. It was, it was there. Um, I felt that, um, I, you know, I I had no pre-plan. So that was like kind of a testament to me that I, I kind of had the the fitness kind of ingrained in me, and, and I was able to basically like. Um, one thing I think I'm I, I excel at as a runner, and I have to get better at as a runner, though, is that I can kind of like tell uh, how much energy I'm expending at one time, and I can really like take that and make it go a whole race. Um, and I feel like you know, there's one thing I want to talk about in regards to just racing in general for me, but. I, uh, I felt like I kept a really nice pace the majority of the time for a guy like me and, you know, I was in the tens and and just got down to the bottom of this hill, um, you know, had like one bathroom break, but I was just rocking the, the honey stingers, which I normally don't do. And I, I really didn't have any issues. Like structurally knees held up good, a little bit of foot stuff. Um, I don't run in socks. (laughs) <laughs> for anyone listening so i had like pebbles kind of like rolling on my big toes and that kind of sucked um but you know one the thing that's interesting for me and we talk about it after mark talks about his experience is like for whatever fucking reason the last like two miles when i'm coming psychologically to a place of like finishing something i get really slow you know i like i i just i i that whatever that energy is that's keeping me going at mile eight like just cuts in half when i get down to like you know, mile 10, 11 for this, was like 10, 11, 12 were really, really tough for me. And then I was able to kind of like get to that, like Goggins pain cave level from 12 to 13 and finish. But, um, I, 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 you know, I, I just had a really great time. Um, you know, and, and again, like it was just beautiful, a lot of really awesome things to see along the race. Uh, what, what about for you, Mark, you kind of bolted off on me. Um, really
1: quickly. And, and, and it showed cause you placed really well in this race. Going into it, I kind of had a game plan somewhat. Um, well, I actually was curious too about, I wanted to ask you about the vest. How did the vest work out for you?
0: You know, it was, it was fine. I, I, I don't really want to, I, I, I'm, I'm in this place in my mo- life right now where I want to use what I have. And, um, but I really don't want to, I don't like the vest. <laughs> You know, I really Mm -hmm. don't like it. I want to get one of those like David Goggins bad water camelback with the like weird, you know, water bottle that's kind of sitting at like a, you know, odd angle. I'd rather go for one of those. Um, And uh, I, I, the vest is fun in theory, but like, I just, you know, I, I feel like it's, you know, it adds unnecessary weight in an odd part of your body especially when it's on the front, I've got a Patagonia kind of double barrel, um, you know, uh, nipple
1: system going on here.
0: <laughs> and it's, it's not, <laughs> it, it, it's not my favorite.
1: Yeah. Cause that was something that I was, was wondering, uh, I was a little nervous about going into my race. I think, uh, I have this innovate vest that I really love. And, uh, it has a it has a unique system, I guess, where the bottles, the soft flask, are kind of on the side, like uh, mm. basically under the armpits, and then they have really? these tubes that come up. So it, it does feel like you're sucking from a teat or something. But <laughs> yeah. it, I think it works a little better than than like the Solomon style flasks in the front. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, for for this race, I. I decided to go without a vest and I was nervous cause I didn't know how I would feel, you know, in terms of like staying hydrated and, and nutrition and all that. I just ended up taking three gels with me in my shorts and then a, a soft cup. Uh, cause they were doing, this was a cupless race. I think most, I guess most races nowadays are, are going cupless. I think so. Yeah. 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 They gave out uh Nathan soft cups with to all the runners. And so yeah. So I was carrying that with me and, um, yeah, just kind of, I guess knew from my training that, you know, what I was trying to feel out, how I would kind of do in the morning. I, I was checking the weather. I was like, okay, it's not going to be that hot. I can probably get away with just stopping at the the planned aid stations. And, and yeah, it went pretty well. I mean, I was, um, I had a gel when we were on the way up on the bus and then was trying to, uh, stick to like every 30 minutes or so i would just just down another gel and then just stop at every every aid station for some water yeah um yeah and that all that all seemed to work out really well for me until the the like mile 10 i cramped up really badly on my left calf like yeah. i mentioned before and and so you know I, I guess i'm curious if any of the listeners have any advice on what that might be i think uh, you know, I did... I tried the Tony Cavallero method where I, the night before, downed uh, a quart of electrolyte. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> basically, what is it? Like a Pedialyte. A pedialyte like The yeah. Mexican Pedialyte, yeah. <laughs> so I had one of those and then one in the morning and then I had a couple salt pills. I think I had two salt pills the night before and then two more in the morning. So I thought that would be fine and like prevent some cramping. So I don't know, maybe it was still... Maybe there was still some, some salt stuff that I need to figure out or, or maybe it was just, you know, I, I, my, my caps just weren't used to doing that downhill at that speed. But, you know, I was really, yeah, my goal was to shoot for eight minute pace, um, which, you know, for me feels pretty fast. And I was, um, you know i think for when i look back at the race like at the stats i i was doing like high sixes on some of the down like oh some my the god miles. wow so, yeah like just like cracking right under seven and then uh and then at mile 10 i just the cramp really slowed me down and that was kind of when you get around bass lake and it's it starts to flatten out a little bit but there are these like little hills that you have to do like around the neighborhood around yeah. the resort and so those, those were just killing me and I was doing everything I could to just kind of keep my cadence up. And I think I ended up going down to more like a nine minute pace, but Mm -hmm. in the end I was really happy because I overall, my overall pace was seven fifty five, I think officially. So it felt good that I was, you know, that I hit my goal and yeah. And I think just in terms of the, the race, it just felt, um, yeah, it, it felt like a win for me. And you know it also felt good again we we started super late i think in comparison yeah the race started... had been going on for 2 hours i think since and by the
0: time we got up there
1: yeah so there had been a bunch of runners that were already i feel like all the fast people like started right at the beginning <laughs> you know they woke up really early <laughs> and so by the time we started i, I mean it felt yeah. kind of it felt like a, i felt awesome just passing people, you know, like I felt super fast, even though I probably wasn't in the scheme of things. But I think by that point, it was more of the kind of e- easy runners is our new kind of term yeah, that we've we coined, so, runners. Yeah. <laughs> so it did feel good to just kind of, you know, be, be passing some people. I felt like I was able to pick up the pace, hold on to the pace for a while. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I... I I think i felt really good i want to try to for the next race um it's a longer one so i don't think i'm going to be pushing myself as fast um i think i'm going to be way way more conservative i think there's probably going to be way more climbing involved too so i think i'm going to go, go back to just you know my normal goals of finishing the race and and surviving and not hurting myself too badly but but it did feel good to like you know, be in that position, be in a, in a race where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm like, I'm prepared. I'm going to go all out. And, and it felt, felt good coming home, bringing it in.
0: Yeah. I have to say it was, it was a really fun race. I'll definitely be back. Um, I love the area. I, I really enjoyed, um, the race itself. I, like I said, I didn't really feel like I at the time needed to really train for it. I'm obviously sure I could have been faster, but I was just looking to complete and compete, <laughs> um, and uh, it was great. I, I really, really enjoyed myself. The, the other, the other treat for me was like I had no idea, but like Ryan and I got up there, and the bib pickup was at Bass Lake, and we were there, and and, and Mark had kind of told me a few things that like, um, you know, my dad was the actor John Candy, and for those who don't know, and um, he'd filmed the movie Great Outdoors up there. And it was on Bass Lake. And so I kind of like gone into the zone to pick up the bibs. And I'm like, I have been here before. And um, uh, a few text messages to some family members. And then, you know, you see like one or two. Great outdoors uh, posters. Uh, you start putting two and two together, and yeah, they filmed a prime, a good majority of the film up on Bass Lake. So for me, I had this kind of like double feeling of like finishing the race, and also just kind of like finishing something that was in a zone where my dad had worked, and and you know, running for me is is very personal, and and I've definitely thought a lot about him on runs and. You know, I think it was just a really cool experience for me on a personal level to kind of have that race under my belt and finish in a place where he had finished a big project of production. So that that just was a very cool, you know, thing for me. And actually, I, I have a little bit of audio and I kind of, you know, I, I felt like I was getting a bit emotional. But, uh, you know, this is just kind of what I was feeling. This is my my post-show runner's high uh, of the Yosemite half. And we'll play it now. Well, Mark and I just finished. Um... That was harder than I thought it was gonna be, but it was fucking rad too at the same time. We're at Bass Lake. Pretty sure my dad filmed a movie here. Great outdoors, so it's a total trip for me to be here running around it. And uh, we finished the damn thing. We did a great job. This is a trip, man. Yeah, man. 13.1 in the bag. Oh, you can hear the waterworks just about to come. No, it it was nice. It, (laughs) It was, it was, it was a really, um, it was a great race. And it was, it was cool that to have you there side note too. Um, another thing that just really got the waterworks going, um, one of my favorite tears for fear songs ever break it down was playing as I finished. And it was like during one of my favorite parts of the song. So there was just like all kinds of cosmic, awesome energetic things going on for me at the, at the end of that race. So you're going to get, um, you know, a two Hoka review from me because I really loved it. And, (laughs) uh, and a few on and two Hoka's and four on runnings.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I got to I should maybe apologize cuz I I know that when I came up to you at the end I, I was filming you coming in to the finish and and just immediately went up to you and I feel like it was probably I probably came up to you with some kind of intense energy like oh uh, like all right hey, hey there's like food over here like come get your like metal, this and that like trying to kind of like, coordinate a few things and I felt like you were really having a moment that I was interrupting <laughs> like I think I don't know if it was yeah, I don't know if it, you can chalk it up to f- being emotional or just the f- the physical feat you just c- well, accomplished, you or your yeah en- endurance, what you just endured. But it was kind of funny to yeah. I, I looked back on that moment of like I get probably should have just given you a few more minutes to like compose yourself and like just <laughs> soak it all in instead of me being like yeah yeah so the the car's over here we're gonna go um, get some <laughs> snacks and. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I think that life is is uh, uh, unplanned, and 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 uh, you know there really aren't movie moments, but that was just the way it happened, and and I was happy to see you, and it was funny too. I think um, you know we we met some guy there who's probably listening to the episode, and he he had run his first half marathon, uh, so we got a little bit of audio with him, um, which we can play here. Donated the bib to me. Because he couldn't make it uh-huh. you know, when I signed up. Because I, I didn't even, I've never even ran a 10K until six weeks ago. We do a podcast. So, what's your name, man? Cartwright, Chris. This is your first po- uh, half? First half ever. Was it great? It was great. Tomorrow's my 45th birthday, so this is my midlife oh, crisis. Wow. <laughs> Welcome to the club. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I promised the guy I'd send him
0: a photo from the finish line. Because he couldn't make it because of an injury. So, he gave me a bib to try this. Yeah, man. And yeah, he, he was just a nice guy. I think this guy was, was insane. Yeah, he was. He was wild. If you're listening, man, congratulations, bro. Um, but yeah, yeah he, he was telling us. I don't know if it was on on the call or or I mean on the record, but he,
1: he was telling us that to, he told us that he had done. He had climbed Half Dome the day before. Right. That's what it was. Anybody that's climbed Half Dome, you know how crazy of a, you know, of a that. I mean, that's a that's something people do like that in itself is a feat of endurance. And so he said that he had done a 21 mile hike culminating at the top of half dome. And then that, and then the following day ran this half marathon. And so he was just completely out of it. And yes, but he's, you know, he was like so proud that he had done it. And he said that he, you know, he was with his friends who were badasses and iron and all this. So he had to, he had to show them up, but he was telling us like, oh yeah, just just go up there. Like even if you don't have the permits, just go up there, take some harness stuff with you. If you guys are into climbing, like you're gonna love it. And I'm just, I remember thinking like, there's no, there's no fucking way. I'm, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I'm not in any shape to like go climb like to seven or eight thousand feet or whatever. Half. I couldn't walk at, but... up five stairs after the race, let alone uh,
0: <laughs> go do a fucking half
1: dome. Yeah. I mean he said he was from Indiana so I, I can I can get that you know if you are visit it's your first time visiting California first time at Yosemite just you know you're probably just high off adrenaline just wanting to experience as much as you can but it, we were in no place to to do any any kind of like hike or anything like that I I remember I remember telling uh, Tamara that I thought oh yeah like it's going to be great like we're going to go into the park after we can do all these hikes and then those dreams just immediately vanished as soon as I like laid down on the the tarp next to the the gear pickup. I was like, "There's no <laughs> way I'm there's God. no way I'm covering any miles right now." I know I was spent.
0: Yeah, I uh, I definitely have to say um, for anybody who plans on just kind of running a half if you're not training, you will be able to do it, um, but you will feel. You, you won't have the fitness for the recovery aspect of it. That'll take some time. Cause my recovery has definitely been like, um, long, you know, when I'm in a solid marathon training program or, or whatnot, like I can just handle the high mileage cause I have the, the strength in my legs and can kind of recover and there's a shakeout run following everything and it just works out. But this was, um, really cool that I could do it, but it was also, you know, it was, it was a lesson to me that like, you know, the next five days I'm going to be kind of hobbling around a little bit more than I would if I was training for something, (laughs) you know?
1: Yeah. I think maybe if I'd done, done some more speed work, I think that could have helped. Right. And I think that's a really common refrain is like, oh yeah, I should have done more speed work. But yeah, I think my body, I'd only done a few days, uh, throughout the training block. And so I don't think my body was fully ready. My muscles were fully ready for the kind of, um, yeah, for keeping up that speed for that long. So, you know, maybe that had to do with the cramping, but you know, I think it'll be a while before I'm back before I'm like thinking about doing a race at that pace again.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you're right. I think, um, it was definitely super fun, but I, I, I probably would throw a couple more long runs if I wasn't in like a full training plan, um, prior to doing that. But I still did it. I think all my leg workouts and the the running that I did do that was what was the most impressive. I was like I was able to definitely complete it and finish it, Um, and yeah, you know, again, I I just I can't recommend this race enough. It was very fun, well, very well taken care of, Um, and if you're looking for something that's a bit, I will just say, you know, yeah, there's good hospitality with it. Then this is this is for you.
1: while we're talking about the races, I wanted to quickly hear you talk about the Joshua Tree half that they put on because you had you had done that one before and that one's at night. And so I've been curious how it is to run a night race in the desert.
0: Yeah, that race was really interesting. Um, I went out there. It was one of those things where I, a lot of people said they were going to do it. And then a lot of people dropped off. I think vacation races at the time, this was maybe back in 2018. um, They kind of were doing a big push on, on socials. So they were like, you know, you know, there are these kind of, I'm jokingly calling them this, but they're not. They're these like, you know, influencer style fire festival videos that kind of show how the, the race is going to go and really makes it look like you're running through joshua tree proper um Mm -hmm. but when we got out there we were in 29 palms um you meet up at the uh drive in movie theater that's out there it's it's very cool very funky um that race is hard though there was a good amount of incline and it was flat primarily for the rest of it like i believe the first four miles were incline you know you're going up some big hills um and it isn't really, you know, if you've again, if you've been to Joshua Tree, it's like you're running, you know, you're in Mars. This was more like you're again on 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 the back roads of 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 Pioneer Town or Joshua Tree. You're just on long fire roads. You gotta wear a headlamp. Um, and it is still very fun. I, I like the time of year that, that one takes place. It's in October, um, maybe early November. So it's kinda like pre-holiday season. So it's got this like very whimsical holiday feel to it. But, um, you know, you're really getting more of the energy of the desert and not so much the energy of Joshua tree. Again, it's fun running with a headlamp on. Um, but that again, is also a pretty easy race. I think that Yosemite, uh, was more interesting visually if you're kind of wanting that trail run feel, I think, um, Joshua tree is more, uh, you know, if you want to try a night run, um, the, be, you know, the visually the best part of that race was the beginning when, when it goes from night to dark, cause you just got this awesome sunset out in the desert and I have some great photos from that. Um, but yeah, I, again, like, you know, I, would be curious, it seems like there are some real diehard vacation races fans though. Jeez. It's like,
1: they're like cult followers. We could get some of those for NNR. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they do like, uh, well they have ultras, they do gravel bike races Um, but yeah, I think you get like a bonus medal if you do so many in a year, but I think it's a really funny idea to pitch a race at night, like, especially a national, like the way that they do it saying it's kind of branding it in the national park, but then doing it at night. So you can't see shit. So they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in Joshua tree. Trust us. (laughs) And the whole time you just, you can't see shit just running around the desert. Like, yeah, yeah. I I ran around Joshua tree. Yeah. Well, if you're from Indiana, maybe you'd think you are
0: from Joshua. You're in Joshua tree. (laughs) Um, man, I, uh, I, yeah, no, I, I, I think that they, they do a a fine job. I'm actually curious to see what other races they have. Um, but I am Mark. You know, uh, I'm. I want to thank you for taking us into Yosemite and just say real quick that that uh, just a sidebar because we could probably do a whole episode on Yosemite. But Yosemite's gorgeous. It's definitely a place that if you live in the area, you know, go this weekend. You know, it's just that pretty that you should visit and 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 and, and go there. Um, so I just want to say thank you for that because it was just really magical. Um, and you have coming up, Mark, you're you're getting ready for a 50K. Um, and so how are you feeling? How far out are you? I think we're going to be probably talking about this a good amount is that we're
1: getting closer to a race weekend for you. Yeah, so we're about a month out from that. And it's called Shadow of the Giants 50K. It's actually going to be right in the same area, in the same vicinity. So we, I think we may even end up running on some of the same roads. So this was kind of a nice... Um, yeah, just like a nice training run for that. Um, but, yeah, that's going to be a totally different race for me. Like I said, I think that one, it's going to be the longest that I've ever attempted before. So for that one, I'm mainly focusing on just finishing. And uh, I'll definitely will be, like, carrying the vest, carrying way more nutrition, prob- maybe even have some poles. They haven't, um, haven't been able to find a anything on the course yet. So I am curious to know like how hmm. much climbing there is. I know, I mean, you're going to be up at elevation and I've done some other runs up there and it's, it's tough for me, you know, it's tough to do. Oh like, yeah. I'm a thousand, feet at that elevation. So, you know, I I'm thinking of it, you know, as I'm just going to kind of focus on like power hiking. Like you said, I want to do some, some, uh, do some more strength stuff in the next few weeks and and then maybe just do like long runs on the weekend actually um one of my favorite places to run that i recently discovered is kind of on fire right now which is is really really bizarre um and and sad yeah it's there's this canyon that i've gone down in orange county i've gone to a couple times it's just it's a beautiful area i mean i yeah that i never experienced so was doing a lot of kind of trail runs there to get ready for this one. And there are some homes that overlook the Canyon and, and yeah, there, there's a big fire going on right now. So it's, it's super sad and it's just kind of a surreal thing to, you know, to kind of be, um, you know, to, to find this area to kind of have this connection to it through running and then to kind of see it, see it on fire. So yeah, it's definitely sad to see some of the coverage coming out of there and, Ugh, and I'm sorry, you know, that. it's probably, probably a result of, you know, all the high winds and the, the dryness that we've been dealing with. But, um, anyway, yeah, that's a big, big digression, but, um, but yeah.
0: Well, it's true. There's, there's a truth. There's a truth to what's going on. You know, it's like a lot of these environments that we like to go run around in, you know, they get affected by all of this. And so, we really have to take care of them and be mindful of that. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, we're in California and, and, you know, it's fire season year round out here. So, um, you know, I think there's, yeah, there's one down in where you talking. Yeah. There's, they're,
1: they're kind of always popping up. So, um, yeah, I've been reading about some the of the Laguna, right. You know, Laguna bigger, Yeah. Yeah. That one. Um, and you know, I'm reading about some of the big, uh, endurance runs like Western States, right up in Northern California, like reading about, you know, how much the temperature, I mean, a big factor of that race, right. Is the heat, like there, there's certain sections on that run where the temperature goes up to a hundred. And so just, yeah. Trying to imagine doing, doing some of these runs. I mean, when they were started, I mean, that one, I guess is the oldest hundred miler, but I mean, that was started in the seventies. And so you, you think, wow, it's just temperatures just have gone up and up and up since then. So yeah, yeah, it does kind of, like you said, it's, it gives you another way of connecting to this existential threat that we're all feeling and that we're all kind of going to kind of have to deal with one way or the other.
0: Yeah, you know, if you think about the way in the world we live in now, there's so much extra stuff that's involved in it that wasn't around in the 70s and the 60s. And, and it, that's just the truth you know, there, and, and so, you know, and in 2022, we're just dealing with so much more environmental stuff. Um, and, uh, I, you know, that's just a part of, of population growth and that's just a part of, of existence. And, and we're going to really have to be clever and think about these things as we move forward. Uh, and, and races are part of that. You know, you have to think about what you're getting involved in, you know, um, and I I'm sure it, on a lighter note, someone's always going to be pushing the envelope and the person will probably be a runner. Um, yeah. you know, during these extreme environments, uh, you know, as you're talking about, there's so many of these races out there that are just so challenging on the system. But, um, you know, I'm excited for you, man. You know, that that's going to be a really cool race. And, and again, like I, I, I want to do a 50 K once or twice in my lifetime, but I just, you know, I I'm, I'm
1: excited to get to, to where you're going to be. Um, but elevation's tough. Yeah. I mean, I've done some, like I was saying, I've done some training runs up there and, and so I'm, I'm trying my best to be prepared, but you know, we'll see. I, I do. My dream for you and I though, is to do the salt and sea run. It's like a, what it, I, I think it's the, what's the name of the company that puts on bowed water? Can I can Um, I think it's, it, it, I think it's bad water, isn't it? It's just bad. water. But yeah, they have a salt and sea race and yeah. it's a group race. You have to do it with, I think you have to do it at least one person. I think they allow groups of three, maybe four, but man, I would love to do, I mean, I, I don't think I'm ready for 80 yet, but one day I would love to do that race with you where, you know, it <laughs> just bet. seems like such a psycho thing
0: yeah i'm cashing out all my chips in life uh you know i don't really need any more wild trips to las vegas or big party weekends in uh, new york or chicago um sign me up for like a crazy endurance race and, and I'll, I'll mess my body up that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well I, I i think this was great i i'm glad you know this is a fun one for us to just kind of talk about Uh, one thing and, and, you know, I think we're going to do more of these, uh, moving forward, you know, it's really great getting guests, but we also don't want to force guests and, uh, we really want to get some interesting people for you to listen to. Um, but this is, this is going to be fun. You know, we'll get maybe uh, a few other, uh, you know, good homies in on the, on the, uh, on the NNR pod to talk about some stuff, but Mark, man, this was a lot of fun today.
1: Yeah, no, it was great to do the race with you and also, just to be up in that town, they seem to have a lot of pride in the, the great outdoors and, and your dad. And so it was cool to, yeah, just get to see, see it through your eyes. Well, I'm telling you, man, if they ever
0: wanted to do a reboot, I heard Dan Aykroyd talking about it. I, I really, you know, I normally don't do this kind of stuff, but you know, I got it. It's you and me and we're training for, uh, <laughs> shadow of the giants. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: The comedy writes itself, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. And there's just a bear chasing it. We're leaving little gel wrappers and there's a grizzly bear that's, yeah. that's trailing us, <laughs> licking our gels.
0: I think, Hey, you know what? I think people would go see it. So. <laughs> maybe they wouldn't. maybe they'd say we're crazy <laughs> let's uh, get you guys back to your, your daily lives but thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the never
1: not run pod thanks for tuning in see you next time see ya